and vanakkam this is your blues cast i am calvin candy and we have red viper from rcl level podcast with us today an associate of the blues and we had a short conversation to discuss on the whether or not to wear hijab whether it's allowed uh, in educational institutions and what's right and what's wrong and what's our take away let's discuss at first i had a feeling uh that it's their right and it mu- and they must not be forced to remove it for the sake of education and i have been sharing uh, conversation popping up here and there that have you ever seen people wear hijab a decade ago or a decade or two ago in education institutions though they were muslims in education institutions back then too but i had a feeling that they but these people these students are mainly first generation uh, of muslim girls coming to education institutions their mothers were not in education institutions there are classes of muslims and this students who are forced who are wearing hijab comes from a conservative background and they must be allowed to wear and that's what i feel redweeper what's your take team the debate whether hijab is progressive or regressive it's a, it's a different one okay right um, and it's a person's choice right we can't uh, ask a person to do this or that it must be out of their own will to yeah, remove it must hijab. be out of their own will and then uh, it's like people are saying that uh, the dress code okay let's come to the dress code are we really pointing out even other religious symbols and taking them out no uh, this is like concentrated attack on only the hijab like hijab right are uh, they questioning the turban or any other uh, see we uh, in india we are using uh, we used to have a vermilion on the forehead and other things right uh, so will it come under the dress code or there is an exception for that if there is an exception for that then uh, uh, shouldn't this also be exempted uh, uh, so these things are that it's a it's a very uh, so wide debate and uh, but uh, in this issue it's like uh, it's it's kind of seems like a political one i think the students they are uh, the, the education their education is getting affected here they are not being allowed into the institutions uh, this is not fair at least because uh, the constitution of india provides them the, this right right uh, there is process propagate and practice their religion there are some essential religious practices as identified by the supreme court uh, in uh, in its past judgments right yeah and interestingly it's a short sighted and a narrow minded thing by the the hindu extremist organizations that they are wearing hijab and you are not allowed to wear a saffron shawl because i've never seen saffron shawl a part of a hindu attire even as if you go strictly with a dress code even in tamil we call it as kolusu an ornament which is not allowed as per the dress code flowers are not allowed as per the dress code if you go strictly by the dress code and uh, there's no mention of uh, tilak or even wearing a, we call it as mala in tamil they have a separate yeah these chains right they have a separate time allotted nearly a month and even while i was in ncc they used to wear boots only for the time of parade after that they'll remove and they'll still wear, they'll still be wearing that uh, chain as a sacred chain sacred threads, threads are used to be wear yeah, actually you are telling about this uh, sabrimala right uh, when people uh, uh, go to the god in sabrimala yeah. they used to remove their slippers and during that time when they 
uh, where that uh, it's, it's called as mala in uh, tamil but it's uh, a kind of like a chain they wear it and uh, when they are wearing it they don't uh, wear slippers and they don't eat non veg and they follow some other uh, some other rituals right during that time and that time they wear this uh, shawl right this black shawl or blue shawl people used to wear uh, so that time we are allowing it during those times we are not uh, interfering with their uh, uh, essential practice right during those times yeah we never used to hinder those things and i also seen that the muslims used to shave their beard when they are in air force the only exemption is for the sikhs as it is uh, strictly forbidden for them to shave it off but muslims used to shave their uh, beard and their mustache while in the air force yes yes and these things were never an issue and what i feel is it doesn't matter whether the hindu students or hindu students fanaticism or the conservatism on the side of muslims either way the students are out of their classes for a month now month for a month by now at least yes yes and this specifically i feel is a, it is an rss agenda to keep students out of the classes because these students mainly come from first generation background it's not a well to do it's not a big um, pre university college it's a simple and ordinary pre university college from the pics i was able to infer that it's an ordinary college and students would most probably be first generation graduates or from a very middle class background and they are out of college right now yeah i've seen uh, in my school the parents used to squeeze out all their funds to get their children into such institutions at least a middle class institution and see there is another a mischievous uh, agenda people are doing they are uh, coming out and uh, posting some of ambedkar's quotes that uh, uh see ambedkar himself uh, opposed it opposed burka opposed wheels these pojas uh see ambedkar you have to see the context in which ambedkar has said it okay right uh, ambedkar would never ask people to not allow kids to not uh, have education because of their dress code right huh? uh ambedkar was saying it based on a social issue but this is kind of a political issue which is happening here is kind of a political issue yeah. ambedkar said it in a social issue and ambedkar didn't say that uh, uh, okay you should uh, you should not wear it and go to school or like that ambedkar was one of the persons who uh, drafted the constitution right he uh, indeed he was the chairperson of the drafting committee uh, so when they when they drafted the constitution maybe uh, they would have known these things right that's why they have given the article 25 and these things for Uh, protection of the essential religious practices uh, of the minorities and uh, uh, not only the minorities the essential religious practices of uh, all other religions are uh, protected uh, so this is kind of uh, people are doing this is also mischievous agenda they are misquoting ambedkar in this instance people who don't uh, accept ambedkar's other thought uh, other thoughts about uh, annihilation of caste and the riddles in hinduism now just take it and come these uh, quotes and use it for their own uh, mischievous agenda uh, maybe i will recommend them to read first the rules in hinduism and the annihilation of caste first before cherry picking ambedkar's uh, quotes they used to severe his uh, comments and uh, just post it as see even ambedkar said he was thank our uh, drafting committee and the constituent assembly members for giving us article 25 and 20, article 25 subsection 2 it just says subject to public morality health and public order any religious practice could be practiced but wearing a hijab doesn't uh, 
hinder public morality or order or health it was just a petty issue but it used to bring hatred among the young kids how can they be be original hereafter the hatred instilled is hatred instilled whatsoever we make live yes the damage done is done it takes uh, more years or more time it takes more time to heal those wounds right uh, this is really a worrisome situation what is happening in uh, karnataka is and uh, another thing is uh, see this is, uh, it's an individual right and again it's you can't force them to remove it or don't wear it like these things there are these things okay but many senior journalists who who call them as liberals are asking a question i have never seen such polarization or such communalization or this practice of wearing hijab of girls in college or schools when they were studying they claimed so what do you feel about it uh, if you take out the census and uh, and you see about the economic background and other data which relate to the economic background of the muslims uh, most of the muslim population have been under the economic condition is little bit uh, they are in the, in the poor category they are coming and most of them are coming under the poor category and people uh, blame uh, some other reasons for that no but uh, the thing is they are uh, mostly these muslims are from the underprivileged backgrounds they were erstwhile they were from the marginalized communities of the hindu religion before they uh, accepted islam uh, so you have to see in that categories okay they are uh, poor people and now they are not uh, getting any social benefits right uh, regarding these reservation and all because they have adopted islam huh? as far as i know i know some muslims who doesn't wear hijab too but they used to be second generation or third generation educated community yes even in them the classes prevail the caste prevail and one of my friend used to say quoting uh, singam singam two movies uh, line by surya while he was seeing uh, the villain danny he used to say i'll drag you i'll arrest you and put you back in the same cell where you escaped from and i'll make you realize the power of indian caste system he used to say that that's how the people who are converted are being treated in india whenever they go out they are not free when they come back these fellows find way to put them back in the same cell not all muslims who are converted are being bcs there are muslims who are being again converted into hindus are going to tyagis or also there are many who are then being categorized as dalits they are not escaping from the caste system the discrimination continues yeah the pasmanda muslims right that uh... the basmanda muslims there is a term for them yeah. uh, and so yeah uh, that's the reason they were poor and now only they are coming out and now only those uh, muslims from the underprivileged backgrounds are coming out on and now only they are accessing the educational institutions and they are getting the education and you are saying that okay see uh, now only we are seeing this religious polarization it's just a, it's kind of an argument without uh, looking at the base without uh, seeing the data and with Uh, other conditions maybe they have to read the sachar committee recommendations right uh, uh, maybe then they will uh, it's really a worrisome yeah, situation it's really worrisome that these journalists are doing it uh, the sachar committee recommendations or uh, its report is itself available uh, in the online if they have a perusal then they could uh, understand why uh, maybe they didn't uh, see those people uh, wearing hijab or uh, not and mostly the education system was like uh, the muslims who are like this ashraf muslims like the upper caste people who uh, they only got education in the initial periods okay they were only mostly in the institutions 
uh, the muslims they speak of okay they are now only the as i said before the uh, now only the muslims of the underprivileged backgrounds are coming out yeah even today those muslims are not wearing hijab and coming to school or college the first generation graduates are people who who are who refused to step into school are today coming to school or college with hijab yes yeah and you are terrorizing them by showing how they are being bullied and every religion speaks of protection of women that they they are in a, incapable of uh, taking care of themselves again they you are reiterating that they are being put in a terrorized situation that they they need a a resort of a, a savior for them to take care of or a guardian to take care of and we are making them go away from educational institution and getting them put in a separate a ghetto a separate ghetto for muslims are we planning that or are we planning something like a a camp cell for uh, the muslims actually i think that these people are planning a camp for muslims i really feel so this situation is going to lead to that path okay yeah it's uh, we could see people quoting the uh, what happened during the nazi germany and what happened during those times how were jews uh, uh, prevented from accessing educational institutions we were seeing those quotes now uh, uh, trending in social media right those quotes and those uh, references those information and those pictures uh, so yeah when we are seeing those things and uh, seeing these things it's really a worrisome situation uh let's hope uh, that the students some of the students have uh, approached the high court uh, the honorable high court uh, maybe let's hope that they will uh, uh, they will get justice uh, there as the supreme court has already said that the essential religious practices needed to be allowed uh, maybe the courts will uh, look into it right yeah we hope we reinstill the security which they lost and if you want them to be free or uh, so called free or equal which we all claim and which we all believe in then we must also push and create a safer society for them and they must feel that we they are one among us the society must be inclusive that when they decide to take off their hijab they must feel that they are in an inclusive society and their identity and their will is not being threatened yes at last it comes down to an individual person's right he or she should decide what uh, he or she should wear yeah. and uh, eat okay so it comes at last to that in a terrorized and uninclusive society we cannot expect that to happen the inclusive society where everyone feels equal and everyone's choice and right is being valued then alone we can expect that and we must push forward to that uh, let's hope that this situation uh, calms down and, and the situation uh, becomes normal because these trends are really worrisome for the youth of our country uh, given our demographic dividend uh, which we are yet to reap out let's hope so and with this we wind up our episode thank you